So here we are, we're on our third in our new sermon series uh, called The Missional Life. Uh, And today we're going to think about uh, identity. And identity is uh, one of those kind of strange little things, because basically your identity is who you are. And so if I said to you, who are you? You'd probably give me your name. uh, And you might tell me about something that you do, maybe your work uh, or about where you live. But our identity is so much more than that, isn't it? Our identity is made up of all the things that we believe and the things that we value, our experiences, uh, the things that have been said to us, either positively or negatively. Our our identity is a complex thing. And uh, as we go through life, uh, our kind of identity either changes or then settles later on. I mean, you've all, if you've had a teenager, you know what teenagers can be like. Their identity shifts from one place to another. So if you see your teenager with a group of friends, they look like some happy, lovely, gorgeous kind of child. And then they come home and they are like the devil incarnate. And you think, well, which one is my child? Which one is it? Is it that one over there or this one here? Their identity is in a state of flux. And as they get older, their identity kind of gets established. But even as adults, sometimes we find ourselves with a sense of, well, in different places, who am I? Because who we are is also about who we relate to. And so we're in this kind of constant state where things kind of shift a little bit. And today I want to think about our identity in terms of our faith, in terms of who we are as Christians. And uh, if we go back to right to the beginning, which is where we should always start when it comes to things like this, we know how God created us, don't we? He created us to be in his image. We are made to be like him. At the very core of our being, even now, as sinful human beings, we are people who are made in the image of God. There is something within us that is hugely good and beautiful and valuable in each and every person, regardless of who they are and what they've done. Our identity starts there. Now, we heard last week, didn't we, and uh, if you've been doing the Mission Life course, that the gospel is all about kind of creation, and then what comes after creation? Oh, you are listening. Well done, the fall. Yes. Uh, where all that beautiful God image in us is marred by our own selfishness and sin. And that's where our identity gets messed up. Adam and Eve knew who they were because they were made in the image of God. But as sin entered their life, they became something different. They started to think differently and value different things. And so in each and every one of us, that image has been marred, has been damaged. And so is our identity. But there's good news, isn't there? Because what comes after the fall? Well, you were listening. I'm so impressed. Jesus comes, redemption. And we heard on our reading, didn't we? Uh, The very first verse that I ever memorized was uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, 
He is a new creation, or if you want to put it another way, a renewed creation brought back to that image that, that, that God had placed in each and every one of us, a creation. He is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. That old identity of selfishness and sin has gone and this new image of us being like Christ again, of us being like God again, that's been restored. That's now who we are. So we have our old identity, we have our new identity, and for most of us, we're kind of stuck in between a little bit. We still have some bits of the old stuff going on in our lives, and we're trying to bring in as much of the new stuff as possible. We are stuck in that middle bit. And God is always drawing us into who we are meant to be in Christ. We are new creations, living a new life. The old has gone. We're still learning to live in the new. So but what does that mean for us? Especially in terms of a missional life. There's three things I want to say here. But first of all, just let me remind you that it is this new image of being like God that we're focusing on. So what is God like? The three things I want to bring out are all to do with mission. And the first thing I want to say is this, that we are a sent people. We are people who God sends out. How does that make us like God? Let me give you some Bible verses. Jesus said this, as the Father sent me, so I send you. And then he says in John 14, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. See, even the Godhead is sent. Jesus and the Holy Spirit are sent into this world to lead us all back to the Father. To be sent is to be like God himself. Now you're sat there thinking, yeah, but sent me? I'm stuck in the same place all the time. I'm in Southport. As beautiful as it is, I'm still here. And we think about missionaries and our mission partners, you know, Lynn shooting off to Africa and, uh, 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 oh crikey, I've forgotten the name. <laughs> Judy, thank you. Uh, Judy, you know, going off to Bolivia. That's sense, isn't it? But what about us? We too are also sent. We are sent every single day to the people around us. That is who God is sending you to. And we need to understand that each and every day. Every time we get up, we should be asking ourselves the question, Lord, who are you sending me to today? And that's where the adventure of faith starts. And it's a, it's, if you want to put it another way, you're being sent from a place of comfort to a place of discomfort. Because our tendency is always back to the old which is always trying to seek our own comfort because it's selfish. And stepping out in mission is always hard work, isn't it? It always requires some sacrifice. You know, we've never kind of hidden that fact that mission involves sacrifice. Just look at Jesus, the ultimate sacrifice. So we are always being sent from a place of comfort to a place of discomfort. Discomfort. 
But that's the adventure. Who is God sending you today? Who will you meet today that God's saying, that's the one? That person, that man, that woman, that child, they are the one I am sending you today. And how obedient will we be to that? To be sent is to be like God himself. But the second thing I want to say is this, that we are called to be his witnesses. And that sounds like something that we do, not an identity thing. But it is actually to be like God himself to be a witness. Again, let me throw some Bible verses at you. John 8, 18 says this. Jesus says, I am the one who bears witness about myself and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. The Father witnesses about Jesus. John 14, 9, Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. In other words, my whole life is a witness to the Father. John 15, but when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. The whole Godhead bears witness to each other. They are always pointing us to the others. The Father points us to the Spirit and to the Son. The Son points us to the Father and to the Spirit, and so on. To be a witness of God is to be like God, because God himself witnesses to who he is. That's why it's part of our identity and not simply a task that we do. We are called to be his witnesses. And not only are we called to be like that, part of the whole deal of being a new creation is that that, this is what we do. And so we know, don't we, in in Acts 1.8, Jesus says this, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. We have the power to do this because it is the very core of our being, not simply a task that we add on to our life. And that is the, that's where we all make the mistake about mission. We think it's a task that we add on to our life, instead of understanding that it is actually our life. It is the whole of our life that is mission. Whenever you go to the shops, you're on mission. Whenever you go and visit your family, you're on mission. Whenever you go to the playground or to uh, the sports club or whatever, you are on mission. It's the opportunity to be sent and to bear witness wherever you are. The missional life isn't about you adding extra things into an already busy life. It's about you seeing your life differently and saying, this, this whole thing that I do, every phone call, every meeting, every... um, chance encounter on the street is mission it's an opportunity to be sent to bear witness to the God who I love that's the exciting thing about seeing mission as a whole lifestyle it's a complete change of mindset for us that's the difficulty 
We've all been brought up to think every now and again, we do mission. But that's not how Jesus saw it. It was part of his identity as as the Son of God. It's part of the identity of the Holy Spirit. It's part of the identity of the Father that they send each other out to bring us to himself. That's who they are. And as we, created and recreated in the image of God, that is who we are. We are a people who are sent and sent to bear witness, to tell others about this Jesus that we love. And the third thing is this, and we heard it in our readings, we are Christ's ambassadors. Ambassadors are big in the news at the moment, aren't they? With the whole Ukraine thing going on and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But ambassadors, you see them actually everywhere. There are ambassadors everywhere. At the moment, there's, I mean, it has been for a long time, but you'll have heard of the phrase brand ambassador. They are usually celebrities chosen to, in some way, represent a company. So if I said to you, Gary Lineker, what does he represent? Crisps. You all know it, don't you? It's just there. You, you see Gary Lineker on Match of the Day and you're already thinking, mm, I'm hungry, I could do with a bag of crisps. And we see also how brands, when they take on a brand ambassador, will actually drop them the moment that ambassador does something that harms their brand. So we've seen it with the whole Mason Greenwood thing recently. Nike just dropped him the moment all that terrible news came out. They don't want to be associated with that person because that person no longer embodies the values of the company. And we sometimes think of this kind of whole idea of being Christ's ambassadors as like, you know, one country to another, and that's an entirely valid thing. But also, in some ways, we are kind of brand ambassadors. The brand is Jesus. Everything that Jesus represents, we should in some way embody in our lives. When people look at us, they should know that that's what Jesus looks like in some way. And that's the challenge, isn't it? And in our our reading, when Paul uh, talks about being Christ's ambassadors, uh, the Greek word has a number of slightly different meanings. It basically means elder. So some of you have been ambassadors for a little while now, haven't you? Because you're older. Uh, And I'm joining you very quickly. But it also basically means minister. The, the, the word actually is the kind of root of the Greek word for minister. You are just ministers for Christ. You are people who embody everything that Christ wants to show to this world. So in the same way that Jesus said to Philip, you know, how can you say you've never seen the Father? If you've seen me, you have seen the Father. We should be able to say to people, what do you mean you've never seen Jesus? You've seen me, haven't you? That's the scary bit, isn't it? (laughs) I see some people laughing. That's the hard bit. And sadly, for most of us, I know in my own life, there are whole areas of my life where I'm probably very little different to others who aren't Christians. That needs to change for all of us. 
If God was reviewing his brand ambassadors today and was looking at us lot, would he keep you on as an ambassador? Or would he drop you? Fortunately, we have a God of grace who understands that we are all people who struggle and fail and all that kind of stuff. He is a God of grace who says, yeah, you did that wrong. Should we do better next time? And picks us up and takes us on again. He's not a God who will judge us for our failures. He will be a God who gives us grace to start again. So every morning when you get up and you think, wow, yesterday was a terrible day. I didn't do the things that I should have done. I did a whole bunch of things I really shouldn't have done. I didn't go to the people who God was sending me to. I didn't witness in the way that I should. God's saying to you, don't worry. Let's do it again today. Let's start again. Let's make today better than yesterday. And you go out into the world as Christ's ambassador, embodying the values of the kingdom of God, declaring his truth to those to whom you're sent. And one of the great things about an ambassador is, and I'm not talking about brand ambassadors here, I'm talking about proper, you know, between countries, is that ambassadors carry the authority of that government or that king or queen. You go out into the world each and every day carrying upon you the authority of God. What does that mean? It means that when you speak to illness, it goes. It means when you enter into places that are filled with the demonic, they are terrified of you because you carry the authority of God upon you. You are the ambassadors of Christ. This is who we are. This is our real identity. And then when people say to you, who are you? You need to have that at the back of your, your mind. That you are a people who are sent. You are a people who are a witness. You are a people who are the embodiment of the kingdom of God. Knowing those things should make you feel different about yourself. And yet so many of us, don't we, we carry the baggage of decades of negative impact on our identity, of the things that people have said, of bad experiences, of wrong choices, We carry that baggage with us every day. But let me encourage you to go back where we started and to remind yourself that I am a new creation and that the old is gone and the new has come. And the new is this, that I, this frail person, embody the whole of the kingdom. I carry the authority of the king upon myself who sends me out into the world to be his witness. That is who we are. And every day it might be a little bit of a struggle to get into that place, but we need to remind ourselves that I am no longer who I used to be. 
And I'm going to live my life in such a way that when people look at me, they see Jesus. They see Jesus. Mission is not something we simply do. It is who we are. A people who God is using to bring the whole world back to himself. Because we heard in our reading, didn't we, what the message was. It is a message of reconciliation. Taking this lost and broken world that, I don't know about you, but feels like it's getting more lost and more broken each and every day. And kind of pointing them to God and trying to bring those two together. Because that's reconciliation. Jesus did it all on the cross. And all we're doing is saying to people, look at what Jesus did. Look how you can come back to the Father. And it's not about what you've done or haven't done in your life. It is all about Jesus. He has made the way possible. And you can receive life and life in all its fullness here and now. You can receive forgiveness. You can receive grace and healing and power to live life in a new way. That's the message that we have. That's the reconciliation that we are seeking to bring to every man, woman and child in this world. We have such a huge task on us, don't we? But it's not a task. It's simply a lifestyle. 